Welcome to Rogues on the Road, discovered in 1812, naked and afraid under the deep and unforgiving canopy of Central Park. This indigenous duo sold their share of the Louisiana Purchase, swam to Port Chester, and set up shop with their co-host, the Standby Gypsy. From their humble beginnings, Rogues on the Road has quickly become the longest-running and most popular food and beverage podcast in recorded history. So, sit back, pour a cold pint, and tighten your spray skirt, you ninny-muggin. Welcome to another episode of Rogues on the Road. We're here at uh, De Chico's in Somers, New York. I'm Rich. I'm Matt. And uh, yeah, another session. We're now at the third De Chico's market. We haven't made the whole kind of every single one, but we're getting through them. We are. And what's this event? This is a this is a brew cruise event. Yeah. It's uh, all the breweries. Which On the corridor of... 684. I-84. I-84. It's a little bit of a stretch. There's like a couple that are (laughs) off the road. (laughs) There's like you get off 84 and Uh, travel with 20 miles. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, but that's, that's the gist of this, of tonight. So we're going to be meeting with actually a few breweries and cideries and we've been meaning to get this guy on forever, forever. (laughs) So, uh, we'd like to welcome Anthony from, uh, from Heart Scrabble uh, Cider, which is also part of Harvest Moon. Yeah, thank you uh, for having me, guys. Located, located in North Salem, New York. Yes, sir. And it used to be called something else, right? It used to be Outhouse Orchard for a long Ever. time. Yeah, for a long time. Okay. And then it was about ten years ago at this point that we took it over. Well, not I didn't take it over, but you know, Harvest Moon came in, take over Outhouse Orchard. Okay. And then we've been doing cider there for now about. Five years, so rude not to with all those apples. Yeah. That's what yeah. uh, that's what New York is known for. It's, they're known for their apples. You guys have you came into a tired. Uh, is that a good way of putting it? A tired orchard. Oh yeah. Needed. A, you guys have done an enormous amount of work at this uh, orchard, just yeah. on so many different levels. Oh yeah, we we. It was yeah, tired is a good word for sure. Um, the orchard was a bit dilapidated. You know, it's, it was mostly or entirely pick your own for the, the, the entire portion of its existence, right, really. Right. And they, would, you know, they made sweet cider outhouse, they did, uh, as we do now. But then we came in, um, they hired an orchardist. Um, they what? Were, an orchardist? An orchardist, yeah. It's yeah, a, how do you wake cut. up a tired tree? Uh, that's a good question. When it comes to the actual maintaining of the trees, it's I have a, little to no It's a, It's a lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot yeah. of work. I have one apple tree in my yard. And I have to go out there, like, and you have to trim it every single year. And you have to trim it in a very specific way. They, apple trees suck because they are so, so, uh, uh, temperamental. Temperamental. They are subject to all sorts of different viruses and um, uh, molds and um, all pests, disease. Um, so it's a lot. You got it's a we lot have, of kids. Um, Rupee, I don't know. You've met you've met Rupee. Who's Rupee? He's he's Is like he the guy that the resident uh, Jamaican. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, he, who who takes care of the, the slaughtering of the? He takes care of the slaughtering <laughs> of the livestock that uh, goes bad. 
And then he also <laughs> just leave it at that. All winter long, from literally November through March, April. Okay. He's out in the orchard every day in the cold, just trimming the trees. Right. Um, he's been there since Outhouse had it, and, and he, you know, when when uh, the Cavinos bought um, Outhouse and turned it to Harvest Moon, Ruby was living there, and he's like, you know, I'm not. He's waving. a veteran. So he's 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 been doing this his whole life, and so yeah, he's out there in the cold every day trimming these trees. I guess the the concept is if the trees get too top heavy. No, oh, Mazel Tov. Uh, All right, that's alcohol abuse. <laughs> I know it's a sad day. <laughs> Uh, if the trees get too top heavy, the branches will break because when the apples right. grow, and they you know sag down the branches and everything. So he has to sort of trim them in a way to uh, keep that from happening. And also, because we do so much pick your own in the fall, yeah. you want those apples to be somewhat uh, attainable from you know the crowds, right. the hordes that pour is, in. Is it a short season? The, the, the pick season? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's depending on the apple, uh, the growth, and everything. It's it's end of August, early September, into if we're lucky, Halloween weekend. Wow. Real quick, yeah. we get pick clean every year. It's, and how, how many different varieties do you specifically use when you're typically doing? I mean, we've had a, we've done some interviews with with Chris Sheldon at Donna Bruco. Right, yeah. He really goes off into these cool like heirloom varieties. But what yeah. are your typical varieties that you you like to use? It's we grow ten varieties in the orchard. I can mostly get my hands on Macintosh. Okay, that's, that's majority of what I use. That's the majority. Of what um, some Jonah Gold here and there, some Ida Red, but mostly Macintosh. Um, but pretty much during the pick your own season, um, at the end of every day, when all those apples are sitting on the ground, the people yeah. knock off the trees that are still like perfectly good apples. Yeah. You know, once like this has a little dent. In yeah, yeah. It. I don't well, want this. I'm just oh gonna throw it away. God. Yeah. <laughs> once they're on the ground, nobody's touching them. But we send a crew of guys out there. They collect apples and then we we press those all fall along. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great way of doing it. Yeah. Uh, what? Who? Fun. Who had the first when? I remember when you opened up. And you were kind of going into the cider realm. What? Um, wh- who made the decision? Like, let's do cider. Well, I think the brothers Alex and Kevin, who own their family owns Harvest Moon now, okay. and they started Brothers Cavino, which is the company behind Hard Scrabble Cider. First, they messed around with wine years ago. They tried to grow grapes in the orchard, <laughs> which was a failure. <laughs> Um, I think they tried beer, but then obviously with with the orchard being there, cider is the obvious just, choice. Yeah. Yeah. And no no plans to distill, or is that kind of not yet? It's we're kind not of on the back burner. Kind of on the back burner. We've we've got a guy who works in the farm, uh, Jake, who does a little you know little, backyard backyard chemistry. Yeah. That. But that's you know that's just that's, like, he, that's he, he, he distills like a whole bunch of cider and gets like a mason jar worth of right. moonshine. Right, right, right. It it's tough. Distilling cider because you take so much. Yeah. You oh, take yeah. so much cider, right. and you're getting eighteen to twenty percent of that. Everything else gets thrown away. Exactly. Yeah. So you actually probably make more money or profit apples and cider. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Okay. And yeah. so, how what, long have you been doing hard cider? Three years now. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, pretty I'm young still. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Right. I'm still learning like all right. the time. So, um, you kind of just fell into the role. I did. Uh, I did. I saw it, you kind of do it. Like you, you're you were right there. <laughs> oh, so you, you were, were there before that? No, no. It was, well, I used. To, I would. I would come during the fall, and I would help them during the fall festival when it's like you know pure madness on it's the jammed, orchard. Right, yeah. I would help them at the bar, and they had like a food station. I would help out wherever they needed me. Right. And then I was a teacher actually. Oh. I was a middle school English teacher, and I was kind of between schools. I was trying to you know try my hand at a different school. Small transition. And Alex, who was one of the owners of the, of the Hard Scrabble Cider Company, 
he was looking for a manager at the time. The company, it started out kind of like a hobby, and then it started to take off, so he needed a manager to come step in. Alex approached me. Um, he said, you know, I know you're between schools right now. Maybe come give us a shot. So I did. Okay. I was there for about two months. Then they sent me out to Seattle to study um, with this, this like world-renowned cider maker, Peter Mitchell. I was there for a week. Um, learning the fine learning art, the fine of, art of, of cider making. Cideries. It was very, you know, basic, bare bones, uh, like a crash course, more or less. But um, the brothers had actually taken the same course a year prior. So we all kind of just pulled our knowledge together and figured it out. Really, Gave trying it error. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's all it is. And did it take a while to uh, get good at it? It took me, and then I've, I've since taken another class with this guy, another week-long class. Oh. So I'm, I've... I've kind of dialed in my chemistry a little bit but yeah it was about probably two years and I'm still learning like I said yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's constantly trial and error um, but we have like a certain yeast strain we like to use uh, we know like how long the fermentation period takes the ideal temperatures and everything for our Pacific apples so you know we're, we're dialed in that sense but it's also still a lot of experimental yeah, right. so and yeah. th that's something that you guys do that's a little different from other cideries yeah. is you kind of experiment. You experiment with some kind of strange flavors. Yeah, totally. Colors. You're on a farm, so why not use some of the I love, botanicals? I love the beet things. cider. Beets, yeah. yeah, and I think you did a cucumber jalapeno did, not yep, too long ago. Yep. That fantastic. That was our Cinco de Mayo release. Yeah, yeah that's that's a dangerous one. That can go even really bad already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What can you go through the ciders that you've done, or are there too many? I've, I've certainly forgot quite a few of them, yeah. but we've done uh, jalapeno cucumber, uh, beet is one we do all the time, cranberry, fruit of the farm, uh, which is uh, the peaches, nectarines, blueberries, strawberries that we grow on the farm. Wow. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, we've done a black currant basil. Oof. Using a lot of like herbs and stuff, I tried. That was like more so this past year. I tried to experiment with some of that. Isn't it difficult to uh, grow black currants in New York? Um, well, we didn't grow them, so I don't know. <laughs> that, you tried, right? Yeah, grow them. Yeah, yeah. 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 They Did just you know? don't have much flavor. No, uh, no, they didn't have a whole lot. They're, of they're they're a little they're they're a little flavorless and tart. Yep. Just black on in England is sweet and yeah, jammy very and popular. big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, we didn't we got like we got those from somewhere in New York. We try and source everything from yeah, New York yeah. if we're not yeah. growing it, but right. that one was heavy on the basil. The basil came through strong. Mm. I didn't think that the 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 Herbs would come through so so well, but they do. They, they really do. And we did uh, the barrel aged one. <laughs> the barrel aged one, <laughs> which which was a was that was a was it good? It didn't really go anywhere. It, it didn't really go. Really, no. It was, it was yeah. a oh, it was a fun idea, but it didn't really take the way that no, it we thought really, it would yeah. take. Surprisingly, usually like the cider we use is very dry right, right, right. Um, base. It doesn't have a whole lot of apple flavor, but the cider, there is some there. I thought it would really soak up that bourbon barrel flavor. It didn't really do a whole lot, no. no. We may have to visit that again yeah, at some point. Yeah, absolutely. At some point. What are some, of the, uh, what are some of the ideas that you have toying around in the back of your head for next season? I like to, so I don't like to get too many ideas in my head because we have this guy, Farmer Todd, who you know, who work, works on the <laughs> Todd, orchard. Todd's a whole nother podcast. Oh, yeah, oh, you, need, you need Todd. <laughs> yeah, Todd's a whole nother podcast. So Farmer Todd is in charge of a lot of the crops that we grow on the, on the orchard. And I'll take whatever he can give me to try and use in cider. Like we, we did last year, we did a, um, a plum cider. Oh, wow. He had like 40, 50-something pounds of plum that were like just about 
to go bad. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Give me these things. Let's see. Oh, so we, we fermented on top of the plums, and it turned out to be this funky, fruity. It was really good, really popular. But yeah, that's what we we try and do. Just yeah. take anything we can get. That's cool. And have fun yeah. with it. And have fun with it. Yeah. You're, and you're not really into sours. I don't like sours that much, right. and it's hard for me to to make a cider that I wouldn't personally drink. Yeah, is, is difficult, you know. I like yeah. to, and that's I think that's why you got your. It's your. This is kind of like meaning right. your brand, yeah. meaning right. Harvest Moon, meaning Hard Scrabble. Right. And if you don't like it, why would you make it? Exactly. Exactly. And I don't. I've had some good sour ciders, but I don't like. I couldn't put down a whole pint of them, you know. Right. So, no. right. like, and I could. And you guys, if. So if you're listening, and this is about an, maybe about 45 minutes north of New, New York City, City kind of, I would consider it Hudson Valley. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's right off the main highway that goes from New York City, basically, through the Hudson Valley called 684. Yeah. And during the fall... It is nuts. Madness. You've had, what, how many thousands of people per day? I think they've counted upward of 5,000-something people coming in and out of the orchard all day long. With little to no advertising. It's just kind of word of mouth? At this point, yeah. It's, it's word of mouth right yeah, now. We, we, like Westchester Magazine and a couple of other publications will give us a shout-out, you know, where to pick apples if you're coming from the city. And we happen to be the closest orchard to the city that's not on Long Island. Right. right. So we're the obvious first stop, I guess. You know? That's great. And we're like Matt just said, we're right near the uh, Metro North Station, so... This past year, especially, we've had a lot of people just getting off the Metro North Station. It's still like a good 20, 30 minute walk. What's people that called? This bridge? Croton Falls. Croton Falls. People are just walking the streets, yeah. coming to the orchard, picking yeah. apples. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and we, we've had alcohol now available. Like our cider, we do local New York beer um, for the past four or five years. Fun little bar. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they, you guys blew out the back. Yep. So you have this huge entertainment space. Yep. You've got food trucks. You've got food vendors. You've got taps. You've got this incredible pizza oven yeah, yeah. that are cranking out pizzas. It's like a, it's a great one-stop yeah. kind of... And a good breakfast. Actually, great breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So what have we got here? Yeah. So we are drinking uh, our cranberry cider. We are. Day Day's listening. Day Day. Day Day, if you're uh, if you're listening, I know you're in the Somers area. Day Day, here's to Day Day. Day Day, hopefully they can hear us. We've had sound issues, so oh, yeah. maybe we sign. How good this is, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, this is your cranberry cider. Yeah. So for this, we tried to source cranberries as close as we possibly could and how to close the orchard, is that? Massachusetts, Mass. three hours deep okay. in Massachusetts. There's a couple of, of uh, cranberry bogs in Jersey. Who are strictly licensed to Ocean Spray. They won't sell to uh, us. I thought you were going to say they had like bodies like Jimmy Hoffa. Oh, I mean, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Know. That's possible. <laughs> but we, yeah, we have to drive about three and a half hours into Massachusetts. I forget the name of the bog. I wish I remembered. But Oh, you guys actually go up to the bog to pick up the cranberries. I mean, they're, we don't pick them ourselves, but they're. Yeah, right, you go up to get yeah. right. oh, yeah, I so go. have that commercial in my head with the two guys yeah. in, yeah, yeah. in the war and waiters. That's every single cranberry farmer. Yeah. That's, that's exactly how it is. So we go up there, we pick them up. Uh, we bring them back. We will soak them in uh, a sweet cider, hard cider mixture for about two weeks. Oh wow! Um, uh, Re-ferment? No, it's that's it's it's already like a fermented hard cider, and then a little bit of sweet cider on top, and that's just to get the kind of get the color out. Right. Wow! The alcohol helps pull the color out, and then we press them in our apple press, and you have you have it's a nice dry, crisp 
cider that still has a lot of cider note. It, yeah. I mean, you could drink the cider all night, and I think that's one of the reasons why you have 5,000 people a day during the fall. You should sell Advil, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. And uh, champ- champagne yeast? Yep. Yeah, because you, you can get a little bit of champagne notes on it. It's, yeah. You found it, because we use, um, I'm pretty sure it's 100% culinary apples. So in order to get that, um, the sugar as far down as possible, we, use it, we need a very aggressive yeast and a very consistent yeast, right. too. Because a lot of time we have different, var- it's mostly Mackinac, like I said, but it's a different variety every time. Like the guys that are picking up off the ground, they're not separating different. Right, right. right. In order to keep it consistent. So the, the yeast we've, we're, we're using, it's, it's aggressive, it's consistent. As long as you stay on top of it, it produces yeah. good flavors. So. And how long does it take to ferment? About two weeks. That's it? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, it's, it's, it, it once it's once it's cranked up to, to heat and speed, it's it, right, it goes. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's done. And after two weeks after fermentation, that's a, a so primary, we'll, secondary fermentation, and then just bottling. That's the primary, and then we stick it in cold storage and let it cold crash it. Yep. And let it sit there for, I mean, ideally it's a month, but you know, usually it's about two weeks. Okay. The flavor soften a little bit. All the lees, which is like that the the dead yeast, okay. will settle to the bottom. Right. We filter that out into what we call bag in a boxes. They're like these 250 gallon giant plastic bags sanitized in these humongous uh, cardboard boxes. We'll put that back in cold storage and let's sit on that for like three to six months. And then we're ready to bottle or keg. We pull them out and And that's it. Blend them up, yeah. Yeah, I've seen the bags. They're huge. They're huge. Are they? They're like giant bags. Yeah. Bags. Uh, Yeah. Huge. I have a picture. I have a giant bag in my head. You got it? Yeah. Giant bag. (laughs) Well, uh, that's awesome. This is great. Thank you so much. It's, Thank you for having it's me. It's been great to have you on. You also have this, this like side life that you oh, don't yeah. tell many people about. I just found out about this last night. And I, I got. I'm. I'm not. I'm confused. Sandwiches. I'm. I'm, I'm disappointed. Sandwiches. There hasn't been an update in a while. No. So no, it's busy. If if you're listening, you. So Anthony has a side Instagram page dedicated to the love of sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I love them. <laughs> Me also. Seeking sandwiches. I haven't updated in about a year. I know. I'm a little disappointed. It, coincidentally, that's when my wife had our first child. So you know, That'd put the it. pieces together. But yeah. I'm gonna get back into it. Okay. Okay. Do baby sandwiches? Yeah, baby. There you go. <laughs> she loves to eat, which is good. Yeah. So what do you do? My... You go around the country ordering sandwiches and take pictures. No, you don't need to. You can just it's Westchester. Yeah. Westchester. Westchester, New York City, a little bit Connecticut. Um, cool. Tri-state area is the cornerstone. Oh, yeah. Of sa- it's where sandwiches were invented in 1812. Sure about it? 100%. Let but me check. It's okay. Anyone want to check, check, check that? We have, we have some right. fabulous sandwiches, too. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there's uh, I'm with you, man. plenty if, for me to cover. If you grew up in the in the tri-state area, it's that's it. I so. do make a gourmet, gourmet sandwich myself. See? There you go. There you go. So that's called the name of your Instagram page? Seeking Sandwiches. Seeking, yeah. seeking Sandwiches. Definitely uh, subscribe Check to them it. Out. There's actually some really great shots. Yeah, there is. I try. You know, it's an art form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, thank awesome. you. Thank, thank you, you so much for finally coming on, sharing no some pleasure. of your ciders. We'll obviously be back in the fall. Uh, if you're listening and can get up into the Hudson Valley in the fall time, that's a great time to come. But they're yeah. open weekends. Mm-hmm. Just weekends? Uh, just weekends Right through. now, just weekends until Easter. Okay. And that's actually the best time to come. Yeah. Because it's not crowded. Right. right. Although it's fun to come when it's crowded. But Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you, guys. And uh, we look forward to having you on again. Maybe right. sandwiches. Excellent. Cheers. 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 Thanks for stopping by and listening in. 
check us out as well as other great podcasts at Food and Beverage Magazine's Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And remember to eat, imbibe, and dream. See you next show.